Father God, we just um, invite you. We ask that you be here with us, Holy Spirit, that you would um, help us to rest in your joy. Help us to know and to encounter you afresh today, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is the third week of the series we've been doing on Sabbath. Now, it has been said that it wasn't so much Israel kept the Sabbath, but that the Sabbath kept Israel. That throughout the ages, it wasn't so much about um, necessarily their observance that was the ultimate factor, but that Sabbath looked after them, that Sabbath kept them safe, that Sabbath kept them whole and human. Now, when you look at the different um, Jewish writers, poets, um, of the day and straight through till today, the way they speak about Sabbath is as if it's a definitive person. Um, it's spoken as a bride. It's spoken as a queen. And today, I guess, the case I want to make is that Sabbath is a queen and that Sabbath is more relevant, more important, more, li- more essential for our lives than even Queen Bee herself. It is the central point of our lives. The Sabbath is the most important ordinance in the Jewish faith, even more than Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. So Sabbath, for them, is a more important um, festival, to a degree, or ordinance, than even the moment they remember being delivered from Egypt. It's uh, uh, of huge, huge significance. So today, when we look at the subject of Sabbath, we're looking at something that is absolutely huge. It's it's a massive, massive um, subject, and it is hugely relevant. One of the other things we fail to bear in mind is within our context, you and I don't value Sabbath as highly as we should, because for us, it's like not something that um, is earth shattering. We work in a civilization. We live in a civilization in the Western world, in the UK, where we have the five-day week. So the five-day week makes us look at Sabbath and be like, "Well, Sabbath and what? And what? I've got a five-day week? Like five-day week? Done no, done no. Like by law, you're not allowed to work more than a set number of hours and these kind of things." So for us, when we look at Sabbath, we don't really truly appreciate how revolutionary it is. Now, this is how amazing Sabbath is. Not only are these people slaves leaving Egypt but as they're leaving Egypt I mean God has to be involved in this this has to be an act of God because people with a slave mentality wouldn't all of a sudden start thinking about radically institutionalizing a civilization and changing things so so fundamentally like this for example you see the pattern with the children of Israel again and again after they leave Egypt going we need to go back to Egypt to their ways their traditions their ways of doing things that's what they're always pushing for but God is pushing for something completely counterintuitive for them. He's pushing for a huge paradigm shift in the way they do things, the way they see things. And he is saying there has to be a seventh day, which is a day of rest. And he says, as we touched on last week, that it isn't um, for a particular class of people. He says it's even for servants and even for slaves. So what he's doing when, when that takes place is, is he's placing the slave on, and everyone else on a same level playing field that one day in the week, no matter your class or your background or your race or anything about you that may define you as different from someone else, everyone gets this 24-hour period. Not only do they get it, it's enforced. 
Now, there are a few radical differences to how we perceive Sabbath and how the Jewish people perceive Sabbath. So within the Jewish context, there's been a lot of nitpicking, as we would see it, over various different things you can do and you can't do. And that's because their understanding of the statement made is so different. Sabbath is about two things. First, it's about remembering. You're to remember the Sabbath. And then the second thing is you're to observe the Sabbath. You're supposed to carry it out. Now, with remembering, you're remembering two things. You're remembering the creation story narrative. You're remembering that God rested on the seventh day. The second thing you're remembering is you are slaves, you're in freedom, and God wants them to permanently have a space to enjoy freedom, to enjoy and rest and relaxation. So on the one hand, they look at a God who created the universe, made all things, and then rested. Now for you and I, when it comes to talking about rest, we are talking about separating ourselves from laborious activities or things that take great strain or effort. For them, that was not the case. It had nothing to do with how much energy it took or how much strain it took. Um, the word that they used, which I'm not even going to begin to try and pronounce this morning. I tried last night and it was disastrous. Um, their word for work that is initially takes place in the law when, it, when this, this commandment is expressed is a word that insinuates um, like the creative aspect or having dominion or authority. So it's like dominion and authority ceases that day. So it's like no one is above another. No one lords over another, which is why it says that the servant are slaves. This is a day where everyone is completely equal and you're to step back from creativity. So work in the essence of creativity. So it's not just stepping back in the case of actual work because for us as a Western mindset, when we look at Sabbath and we see a rabbi performing his functional duties within the synagogue, we're like, wait up, hold, a minute, hold up a minute. What the heck's going on here, bruv? You're doing paid work. This is what you're paid to do. For them, it wasn't work as in what you were paid to do, but work as in the creativity kind of aspect. Because otherwise it makes no sense for God to have a Sabbath. Why would God have a Sabbath after creation? Who was paying God? Whose payroll was he on? Like, what was it? it was the creativity angle and aspect of it. So what it's talking about here, and I think this is a key aspect that actually I have ignored completely. I've always seen Sabbath as like a very much a work, um, a strenuous activity, stepping back from that. And so because of that, I try and use Sabbath sometimes with my creative juices, which is completely going against what God's law is. And the reason for that is that in this day of ceasing and enjoying what's taken place before, um, you are ready for the new week, refreshed without your brain consciously going over stuff. It's like a brain dump, as well as a physical dump. It's as well a physical dump, like they took a poo. Everyone take a poo on the Sabbath. No, it's like a brain dump, as well as like a, a body kind of detox. It's like your body rests, but your brain kind of dumps that stuff out. Having said that, there are two key things that always happen on the Sabbath, but neither of them define the Sabbath. So the Jewish people will pray on the Sabbath, but they, the devout Jews pray three times a day anyway. So you can't say their prayers are exclusive to the Sabbath. At the same time, they feast on the Sabbath. But you can't say that's exclusive to the Sabbath because everyone eats every other day of the week and the Jews eat every day, other day of the week. Yet, on the Sabbath, they eat more lavishly. They eat more luxuriously. They, they dive in. They, they celebrate. And with their prayer, it is the same thing. They're entering to a stage of joy, into a stage of of life and relaxation. So Sabbath is a number of things, but ultimately Sabbath is, as we talked about last week, it comes down to three things. You've got to have a hashtag. It wouldn't be church without a hashtag. 
Okay, so that's, that's Sabbath. So you've got to have three things. The first part of your Sabbath should always be made up of three ingredients. You should always have celebration. This is, this is so important. That is the first part that we have to have. Number one, we must have celebration. The second element, which is fundamental, nope, that is not the correct order. That's awesome. Celebration is the second one. I'm going to have to work this some juju magic on this board now. The second one is celebration. The first one, yeah, that's why there was room here. I knew what I was doing. Is closure. Probably not even spelling it right, but I'll take that. So the first one is closure. So is it right? Yeah, jeez! Dyslexic man can spell on a Sunday. That's an act of God. So, the first one is closure. You bring your week to a close. Everything you're doing, so for example, like in, if you like, ever worked in management or anything like that, what you do is you have an end of month. So the end of month, you wrap all the loose ends together and you start the new month afresh. Well, this is kind of what you do, but on a weekly basis. You've got six days and you have to find a way for kind of closure. Even if there's some things that keep on lingering, keep on going on, it's important that for the start of your Sabbath, straight away, all those anxieties, things that are going on in your head, you just bring them to a close. So you might want to find an activity for that. You might want to find something that will fit into celebrating that at the beginning of your Sabbath. The second phase of your Sabbath is all about that base. It's all about that celebration. So it's really important to have a time of celebration. Now, the third part of Sabbath is about... Anticipation. Don't know why I had to do the last bit like I was French, but I did. So the first part is about closure. The second part is about celebration. So we bring everything to a close. We celebrate the end of that week that this is what's happened this week. And actually one of the key things in life, and it's one of the things I'm terrible at doing, but it's actually really healthy and all of us need to do it more, is to celebrate, not just like go like, oh yeah, it's my birthday, I celebrate, but celebrate everything you find in your life that you can celebrate and find a way to do it each and every single week. So like, say you were in a relationship where you fight a lot and that week you didn't have a fight. Man, on Sabbath, you remember that and you flip and celebrate it together and you crack open a bottle of Chateau Neuf de Pop or whatever it is you're into. <laughs> like, you, you focus on that celebration. If you had issues that were lingering, an argument that had carried on, the beginning of the Sabbath, like, you know what, whatever, for now we just close that, we have to close, we've got to get into this celebration vibe together. Now, anticipation is huge, because what the anticipation is, is like, Sabbath isn't this, this, this um, lethargic, kind of stifling day that kills your joy. Sabbath is the day of joy. The reason there's these strict rules around it is the same reason there's strict rules about marriage. And it's not because marriage sucks, but it's there to try and protect it, to try and keep it safe. And so Sabbath is to keep our lives safe, to keep joy safe within our lives. And so we have to have these elements, closure, celebration, anticipation, because now we are so excited towards the end of the Sabbath day about what the week ahead may hold for us. We're excited about what can happen. Even the anxieties that have lingered here at the beginning, you can now open them up again, but in anticipation in faith and in trust for what God will do. So it's a good thing with closure, 
I would say one of the things to do with closure would be a great thing to do would be to remember. So Sabbath is about remembrance. They remember that God did, that He created everything, so He's in charge. They remember that um, the Exodus narrative, they were slaves, they're now free. Closure, you can remember what God has done for you before. Man, God did this in my life. God brought about this amazing, this amazing situation. I never thought this would happen. I never thought this would be done. But he's done this, and so I can trust him. So I can trust him with the problem that's lingering in my mind. You bring it to a close. You start your celebration. And at the end, as you bring it open again, you bring it open, but not in a way of fear and of panic, but anticipation. Wow! How is God going to solve this? How is God going to do this? How is this going to change? So, basically what we end up with is we end up with three boxes to break up our day. And today we are going to list some ideas for us to do on Sabbath so that every one of us can walk away with a plan for how we're going to spend our next Sabbath. So, I've got some that I've written down, but I'm going to throw this out so we can all kind of chuck out some ideas. What for you do you think, we'll start with um, celebrate just because that's easiest. What are some ways that you personally like to really celebrate? That if, there's, if, you, if, you, if something's happened or whatever, what's your way of kind of celebrating any kind of moment, milestone, or the little things in life? Food. 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 Fod. I don't know why I didn't do that. <laughs> I celebrate with fod. I like lots and lots of fod. Okay, so food, food is one. Out where, out where, in what way? Night. Night time. Just going out the front door. It's night outside. I can shut the door now. I've seen you celebrate. Christian, there was beef Wellington, there was crab. There was oh, shoot! Wow! <laughs> Okay, so does anyone, so it could be in any of the three boxes now, so does anyone have any suggestions for like closure, for celebration, for anticipation, for closure, okay, here's one that I would do for closure, which I have never done for closure, but I was thinking about what would I do for closure, I would do Boris bikes, like go somewhere in London, Boris bike it to my destination where I'm going to celebrate, just so like at the end of your journey, it's come to a close, it's kind of done, it's kind of there. You could be as artistic and creative as you like. It doesn't have to be like. Um, so I would Boris bike, London. Huh? Yeah, but yeah, that's the whole thing. Because what I was saying, for example, if you look at the creation story of God, He just spoke things into being. He didn't really put much effort in. Energy. He didn't really put a lot of. Uh, no, he put effort in. That's the wrong word. He didn't put a lot of. He didn't, looking at me, he put no effort in whatsoever. No. It was. It was so. For example, for the for the the Hebrew understanding of how they look at Sabbath, they look at it completely differently to how we look at Sabbath. So it's not just about the physical exertion. So we always think of of it in that sense, but it's the creative element. So um, you can do like fitness things on the Sabbath and stuff like that. It's not like a. 
But it's interesting because they get stoned, don't they, for doing anything. I don't know if yeah. I've got Israeli friends it's who true. have been stoned on the Sabbath. Well, they throw rocks at their car. You shouldn't smoke anything. weed on the Sabbath. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that's the street. That's the old they like cook before yeah, the night before, they do. So, so they don't have to do anything. You can't kindle a flame. So, for example, a lot of people, a lot of uh, strict Jews, like in Israel, won't drive cars because of combustion engine, and they won't use electricity because they some interpret electricity to be like fire. Yeah, I've got a friend who's Jewish who it was actually really difficult. So when he had to travel around, he was like, "Well, I'm going to have to either do it on this day or that day." He won't he travel. Can't travel in the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they won't they won't travel anywhere or anything like that. Flat back furniture. What? Flat Flat back furniture for, for um, closure. Closure? Because it's such That a would mistake. open so many new problems for me. I'd be like, that's stupid. Flat back. No, that's cool. Um, okay. Actually, the, the feeling I get when I finish those things is so, it feels so resolute. So you're going to like take down your chair and reassemble it like <laughs> yeah, every Sabbath. I like that. Flat pack furniture. My Ikea is my heaven. I love that place. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will be around. We get we we go in IKEA and I'm just like grabbing staff members, shaking them, going, "How do I get out of this place? <laughs> Where's the shortcut? I don't want to go the whole way round." One lady took us some crazy way last time I grabbed her and we got out and we're like, "Oh, thank God, thank God, we got to the till, we got to the till." That's cool. Okay, Boris bikes flat packing. Do we have any other? Regularly for closure, which is right in a diary. So most at the end of each week, I do go back. That's just because I've got, I feel like I've got a hundred issues at the moment, <laughs> so I'm grateful for the stuff that he's done, and that's how I re also remember. So it's kind of like remembering the stuff in the week. So it's been like, yeah. That's a cool one. Um, one thing I do um, for every day, kind of like appreciation box. So I put in all the things I appreciate for the day. That's cool. So that's, that counts. That is wicked. I like that a lot. I think that's brilliant. I'll tell you what I think to add to that is do the appreciation box and at the end of the week take out all the things you appreciate and then you celebrate them. Yeah. I really like that appreciation box. I think we should all make note of that one. That's a really good thing. Because sometimes as well, if you, have, if you can have loads of good stuff happen in your week, it just takes one or two things and everything that's good's happened, you can't even recall it anymore. Mm -hmm. But a box like that, you can go through it in case you get a sucker punch later in the week. That's a really cool <laughs> idea. Okay. <laughs> appreciation box. Connecting those last two, the diary and appreciation box, things that we put anticipation, writing something like that, for the week coming ahead, the things that we know are going to be good that are coming up. Okay. So that can also work over here as well. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Um, so for me as well, um, like long walks, like Jody knows that when I need a long walk, it means something's troubling me. So like, I'll go non-such. I do enjoy walking as well when it's good, but like sometimes I'll go, we need to walk and we'll just go and walk and pray around non-such because I, I need to walk. Because if, I'm, if something's really troubling me and I can't fix it right away, I can't do anything about it right now, I have to just be moving, I can't stand still. So like I'll go for that walk, and by the end of that walk, I will have some closure about it. I'll have a bit more peace. I can kind of sit down and chill out a bit. So long walk. Um, I'm going to add uh, scenic to that. Oh, scenic, just because I think scenery is pretty helpful. So anyway, the closure is the closure one done before the Sabbath, right? 
No, I'll do it all on the same day. So like, I would plan, I'm, I'm, you don't have to, you can do it however you want, but I think it's kind of helpful to break it into three segments. So the morning part of your day, so like say like for me it would be a Saturday. So Saturday I could get up, go for a, a long walk or a forest bike. Obviously we don't live such London, so we probably couldn't forest bike from where we are. But like go to like say um, somewhere like Kingston and especially summertime. The cool thing as well is like it's good to always kind of like take this exercise and do it yourselves, like the different um, seasons. Because obviously certain things, like one of the things I'd love to do is drink, and Jody will, once the baby's dropped, is drink cider by the Thames. So we live near Kingston, and like there's this really, there's loads of great bars all along the Thames, isn't there? And sometimes we'll go shopping, and then while at the, middle, at the end of shopping or the middle, we'll go, oh, let's go quickly grab a beer or a cider and just sit and look at the kind of the... The Thames, it's just like really, really nice. So that's a cool thing for us. Um, it's changed, like, it's definitely changed over the years and probably will change over the years. So like even things like just like a day for me, it was just sitting and because I don't watch TV that often, that's my Sabbath, switching off from everything else, switching off from the worry. And I, I appreciate those days. I really do. Yeah. I think yeah. that it's sometimes, I think sometimes people think, oh no, that's not Sabbath, but it is. I think it's like, it doesn't have to be as thought out as planning and doing stuff. It could just be if you've had like a really hectic week, literally just. Mm. Which one are we so, going to put those in? I, I feel like they're both their closure and celebration. Mm. But yeah. I suppose it depends on. Okay. I'll put them in both. So nice just to kind of. Books. Okay. And we're saying. So I would say closure probably is the TV kind of media kind of one. So TV film. Because. Like. That's cool, unless you're going to go cin actually go cinema. Yeah. Oh yeah, music. I celebrate. You could have. You can have it both. It depends on the kind of genre, innit? Yeah. I think music can go in all of them then. Our Sabbath tends to be more Saturday than Sunday for us. Yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. I don't cool. think we really do it on a Sunday. Okay, well, yeah, it's a Saturday, but there's still that anticipation on a... Well, you're just, yeah, you're like, we're uh, like, oh... Monday is Exactly, and it's, I think, I still think that in this society it's very difficult, very, very few people kind of, like, wake up with the joy of life. <laughs> I read your statuses every day, <laughs> and actually took it on board, I probably would be. They're <laughs> so motivating. It's like, yeah, I, I could do that. I think... Yeah. I think um, I think the one with anticipation is it's just always uh, da -da 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 -da, like trying to keep an eye on things that actually do keep you motivated. So like um, um, obviously work is stressful, but you know if you're in the middle of a project that you're actually genuinely excited about, you're kind of like yeah, this is coming on Monday, and I'm going to get to like make this happen, I'm going to get to sort of materialise this into the real world. I think that's like an anticipation one. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I think that's I think that's really true. Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like I guess closure and celebrating are probably quite easy, but like looking looking ahead, like what you can do to actually kind of look ahead. I guess that one's actually a lot a lot more kind of um, challenging. Um, I would also do stuff like um, also free things as well because let's be honest, like life is expensive in London. <laughs> so like museums, yeah. art galleries, free and they're kind of contemplative, reflective, um, kind of thing. Uh, I think I've I think that's cool, man. I think you could do that at the end of the day. I think that's a good way to kind of get you in that zone, in that kind of place. I think music, I think, is a huge... I think music... I think music's a huge one. I really like that. I think, yeah, and as well, like, the whole... Our books you put there. I guess you can put reading for this as well, depending what you're reading in. And stuff like that. Um, yeah, anticipation's really hard. Like, how do you do it? Like, what kind of activities can you do that are really open-ended? that don't kind of, huh? Pray, Pray? yeah? Meditation? Yeah? Is that meditation or levitation? <laughs> Both. I can levitate. Maybe that's, um, maybe, maybe sort of almost linking it to the celebration. It's like you can do prep work for the things that you're going to do throughout the week. So often on Sunday, because I don't, I don't really want to actually think, I don't do work, but I'm like, prepare myself so that Monday first thing I can get started, do you know what I mean? It's like almost doing admin and stuff, but you can apply that I think to lots of things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like... Uh, so, preparation. It's funny, man. It just goes to show, like, when it comes to anticipation and looking ahead, like, all these different things, like, looking backwards, we're happy to do activities. Um, celebrating, we're happy to do activity. Looking forward, as soon as you start talking about things forward, no one is thinking in the here and now, and no one is thinking about the present, and no one's thinking within their own capabilities. So for the first time we mention prayer when we're in this section, and everything we have is kind of contemplative, like because it's, it's not yet here. Um, but um, I'm going to throw down, I'm going to throw down wine and cheese in this section. <laughs> Really? Well, yeah, no, but it's the end of the night, man. It's that closure, that knock you out. Okay. Like, I would have it here, but then it's kind of like, yeah, I want to go bed. It's 1 p.m. <laughs> I'm done. So I think also, like, oh, we put the TV and film here. I guess I, I actually think that probably should go over here. Like the end, maybe, mm, I don't know. Anticipation is um, I might watch like a 
video or something that motivate me. That's how the Zig Ziglar song. But who? Zig Ziglar or Zig Ziglar. Sorry, I. Yeah, no, Karen. Or um, a sermon about happiness and yeah, something that's gonna get me excited about things. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. So motivational videos. Motivational media. It's true, actually. I watch a lot of like TED Talks on Sundays. Yeah. Be the mind for the week. Okay. So art pre museum. Uh, Boris. We've got the movies, movie marathon. Um, yeah, man. I think it's food. Um, I think also a good thing you can do. Yeah. So we talked about food. I think making it as well. I think I think cooking your own food as well is slightly different to eating out. Like I know Jody and I find that like really really like doing that together is actually really really it's weird like I guess I'm just getting old and boring but like I find that when we kind of cook together um, I find a lot of the stress that I've had at work so if I have if we have those I have those stress at work I come home and we just banged in like a pizza and we just like grab it and we eat it or whatever stuff like that I find myself still quite agitated Whereas actually, I don't know how this works, but when I come home, if we start cooking something together and we're chopping and we're talking and we're going through it and through the motions, by the time we sit down to eat, I just feel totally relaxed. And I feel like, I feel like that's a really good transitioning thing. I feel like it helps you bring closure to a lot of stuff while you're doing stuff. The same way I find long walks helps me. Um, cooking with Jody for me, like if I was cooking on my own, I'd just be getting more worked up. But um, I think that's cool. I think another thing, I think that it's a great time like, it's not just you. It's a great time for friends. Like, like real friends. So if you're having a Sabbath, like, it's not the kind of day where you invite, like, a frenemy to hang out. It's not frenemy time. It's not, like, loose connections time. It's not, like, I don't know you like that. But, like, you invite, like, a friend that you just want to, that you, you, you can really be with and that you can go through these kind of motions with. It's not like you have to like talk about it like openly or whatever or stuff like that, but it's just something that I think friendship, I think family as well, across all of these. So like there are certain people, so like on that day, you have to remember, like regardless of whether you feel like what you're doing is sacred, it is sacred and it is holy, and it's so important that you invite the right people on that journey with you. Like you can't just, yeah. You can totally ruin a Sabbath with the wrong kind of people and stuff like that. I think the most important thing with all of these kind of things and something that I really want to try and implement and do like um, together as a couple, me and Jody, is kind of like during the week, like this week we made a huge kind of mistake where we were going through and on the Friday we went out and we like, just because we were tired and bothered to cook, we went out and bought some really, really nice food and just had it on the Friday when actually if we'd just been bothered and put some effort in, Yesterday, when we were doing like our Sabbath today and chilling out, we could have really, we couldn't afford to do it then as well. So like we kind of made this slapdash decision to make life convenient. We were going to go to our favorite Indian restaurant and grab takeaway and bring it home. And we did. And it was great and it was fun. But then the next day we were both talking and we were like, 
oh, you know what, I actually really regret that. Like, I wish we hadn't done that last night and just chucked a pizza in or some pasta or whatever or flipping potatoes, cut them up, whatever, done chips, mash, whatever. Just done something simple like that and then had, like, that as our moment kind of together. So sweet. Cool. Okay, well, that's kind of us closing, like, our, our Sabbath um, uh, series together. I hope this is kind of helpful. Um, I'd like to encourage everyone that... Uh, kind of really you want to kind of do it over the four seasons so to every like three months maybe try and knock up a new one if you want to knock it up more regularly than that knock up one more regularly this is just to get some ideas to inspire some of us to get us thinking about different things but ultimately this isn't something that is like a light thing for God like God really prioritizes Sabbath high which is why in the Jewish faith it's the highest ordinance there is it's the most important ordinance there is and I think sometimes in Christianity we've like taken Sabbath and we've like literally taken a dump on it and just carry on with life like it's nothing where there's nothing in this in the Hebrew Bible in the New Testament scriptures that suggests that um, Sabbath was made for us by God. God has seen us. He's seen our needs. Jesus said that. He said man wasn't made for Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man. This has been made to bring us joy, to bring us wholeness and to keep our lives stable and whole. When we're tired and we're worn down, we turn into really horrible people that make really bad choices and bad lifestyle decisions. It's really important that we do this. Also, I believe that um, by stepping back, not just um, the aspect of like uh, paid work or the physical work aspect, but trying to step back from the creative elements as well, will help us for the rest of the week to be far more creative. There are a couple of organizations at the moment that um, I've been reading about in Wired magazine that have uh, a couple of successful startups that are now talking about the four-day week to make their staff even more creative than those who you couldn't possibly survive with a five-day week. Oh, no, no, we must have a four-day week. And there's going to be a new revolutionary that's going to come out and go, oh, the three-day week. It's all about the three-day week. Um, but God has said the six-day week. So if you want to work five days and have one day as working in your own business, your own startup, cool. But don't miss having the Sabbath. It is such a key thing. It's an important thing. God did it. He wants us to do it. And we are to remember and we are to observe. We are to bring closure to the week. We're to celebrate and we're to be filled with anticipation about what God is going to do in the future. Um, Father God, we just bring this day before you. We bring this week before you, Father. We thank you that you bring all things to a close in our lives at the cross of Jesus Christ and that we have newness of life and we can celebrate in the gospel and the goodness of what Jesus gives us. Father, it's also because of this cross we can look forward at our life with anticipation of the freedom that he's paid for us, which is exactly what they would have thought about after the exodus from Egypt, Father. They had this moment of closure of their slavery. They had this moment to celebrate of their newfound freedom. And they were anticipating the promises that you have for them. Father, may we go out this week filled with this knowing that our sins are forgiven. There is closure through Jesus. May we celebrate his goodness. May we live in it. And may it be fill our lives with anticipation for all that he's doing. In Jesus' name, amen.